you made it out tonight. Amen. Glory Let's give the Lord name. another big hand. Glory to you. Amen. Well, I got some good news real quick. I forgot to do this earlier. Somebody come help me. Parker, come up here real quick. Get off that phone. Tear that in half. See if you can. Amen. All right. Take it with you. Chairs are paid off. Come on. You can give the Lord a bigger hand than that. Amen. Praise God. God is good. Now you're sitting on free seats. Amen. But they cost us something. Praise God. If you didn't get a chance to give and you don't want to be left out, we can use that money for something else. Amen. Don't, don't feel like you don't. But if some people couldn't. Amen. But thank God we got them done. Money came in and we got them taken care of. Thank God. I'm trying to. There it is. I want to show a quick video. Uh, something the Lord's been dealing with me on this recently, and then I was going to preach it Sunday morning, and then God changed things up, and Chris Clock came in and preached an awesome message, Amen. And uh, so I want to start it tonight. Probably take it take me into Sunday, but uh, th we're seeing some stuff right now in the world like we've never seen before. The video I'm going to show is not that recent, but what it is about uh, is very recent. So. You got to do something? I want you to open your Bibles real quick while we're getting this ready. My dad did good. He turned the projector off just like I asked him to. But I forgot to tell him we were showing a video tonight. So you know how it is when you got a thousand things going on. Go to the end of the Bible, almost to Revelations, and go to the second book of John. I want you to get your Bibles out. I want to show you some scriptures tonight and really uh, give you some doctrine 101, amen, on what we believe as Christians, as believers. Say amen when you get to the second book of John. You got first, second Peter, first, second, and third John. All right, how to connect a computer. All right. I'm going to go ahead and show it since it's ready. Kill them lights, and I'll come back up in a second. Pay attention to what's said here. Panel has been discussing the spirituality and the forces of God. But I also believe that there are two forces that are here with us, that we do have our, our, our God that we can depend on, but there's also a power of darkness that we do need to be aware of. And that's you, where the choice is. Do you begin. believe that, uh, that you can choose between one or the other? Most, most absolute definitely. Yes. Now, now Marianne uh, Williams says in her book, Return to Love, that we're always walking in the direction of one or the other. That all of your actions in life, either you're moving toward the darkness or you're moving toward the light. Right. She calls it fear and love. There's this wonderful book called Ishmael by Daniel Quinn, which talks, it, which, which is, anyway, it's a gorilla talking, but anyway. Uh, it talks about one of the points it brings out is one of the mistakes that human beings make is believing that there is only one way to live That's and right. that we don't accept that there are diverse ways of being in the world that there are millions of ways to be then a human being and, and many ways no but many paths many to what you call god that and her crazy. path might be something else and when she gets there she might call it the light but her loving and her kindness and her generosity brings her if it brings her to the same point that it brings you it doesn't matter whether she called it god along the way or not and i guess the danger that could be in that i mean it it sounds great on the onset but if you really look at both sides I there could possibly be just one way what what about jesus what about jesus only one way. There is one way and only one way, and well, that is through Jesus. There couldn't possibly be with because the you say there isn't. There couldn't possibly be. Because you say, you intellectualize it and say there isn't. If no. you don't believe that, you're all buying into the lie. But that makes you right. Do you think, do you think that if you, if you are somewhere on the planet, 
Where are you some, if you're somewhere on the planet and you never hear the name of Jesus, you never hear the name of Jesus, but yet you live with a loving heart, you lived as Jesus would have had you to live, you lived for the same purpose that Jesus came to the planet to teach us all, but you are in some remote part of the earth and you never heard the name of Jesus, you cannot get to heaven, you think? And that is covered in the scriptures, too. The People are talked about Truly. that. God knows the heart. Does God care about your heart or God care about if you call his son Jesus? Well, you know, Oprah, God, Jesus cannot come back until that gospel is preached in the four corners of this earth. So, you know, figure it out. Okay, okay, I can't get into a religious argument with you. It's not. All right, let's read this real quick and... In Second John, and I want you to know that I don't, I'm, I don't have anything against Oprah personally as a person, just what she's saying. Amen. So I'm not picking on anybody, but this is really important because she's one of the most powerful women in the world and one of the most powerful people in the world. And Second uh, John, look at this with me real quick. I want you to see in verse 7. For many deceivers have gone out into the world who do not confess... Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Okay, so stop right there for one second. How many have heard the word antichrist? Okay, you, a lot of people have heard the word antichrist but don't know what the word antichrist means. There are several different meanings. This is one. One is that anybody who says that Jesus Christ did not come down in the flesh means they don't believe that he was God in the flesh. Okay, that's one way to know the spirit of the Antichrist. Okay, right now we're, we're in the end days, the Bible tells us. This spirit has been around since Jesus left, but now in the last days you'll see that in Timothy and you'll see it in 1 Peter. Where you'll see that in these last days more deception is going to come along. And now we have media, right? And so one way is, that Jesus Christ did not come in the flesh. Now go on, look at verse 8. Look to, to yourselves that we do not lose those things we worked for, but that we may receive a full reward. Whoever transgresses and, transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both, look at this, this is very important, the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, do not receive him into your house, nor greet him, for he who greets him shares in his evil deeds. Okay, how many are with me so far? I want to talk a little bit tonight about, do you really know who Jesus is? Okay, do you really know who Jesus is? Because What's happening now, it's what's going to continue to happen, and we have to be very careful, is we have to watch how things are worded. Because the Bible says in Philippians that in the last days people will have a form of godliness, but they will deny the power thereof. So a form of godliness, have you ever heard that verse? And you maybe wonder kind of what it meant. That means that people will profess, Oprah's very open that God exists. She's never said she doesn't believe in God. What she says is that there's not more only one way to get to God. There can't be just one way. There has to be many paths to God. And that is what she is trying to teach using the power that she has. And she has a lot of power. How many are with me? And so she is very strong, she's very strong-willed, she's very powerful, and she is, is, is indoctrinating these people, and thank God for that lady who stood up to her. That was really bold. Not only to stand up to Oprah, but to stand up to her on national TV. And she just said what the Bible says. That's what we have to do. We don't have to try to defend ourselves, because we didn't write the book. But I'm going to give you a key. If you're going to make it in these last days, you better stand up for Jesus. And you better stand up for the word of God. And you better learn to say God says in his word. Don't worry about what anybody else says. Say what God says in his word. And then don't retract. Don't go back on what you said. Now, I'm not going to get fully in this to, to this right now tonight. Because I, I really want our Sunday morning crowd to hear this too. 
So I'm going to talk about it some more. But I want you to know that when you affiliate with somebody who believes this way, you are fulfilling the scriptures right here. I'm not going to say names right now. I'm not going to get into it right now. I don't feel the Lord saying it's necessary right now. But I want you to know that just recently in our city of Dallas, this took place. Just recently. Read this again with me. I want you to look over it again, then we're going to go to another chapter. Watch this. For many deceivers, that means more than one, have gone out into the world who do not confess Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourselves. That means you personally walk your salvation out. Take care of you. Don't be deceived by anybody else. That we don't lose the things we've worked for, that we may receive a full reward. Whoever transgresses and does not abide. What is transgression? When you begin to say, I no longer believe Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. That's the greatest sin. That's blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. That's blasphemy of God. When you begin to say, there can't be just one way. That's what's going on right now. That's what's being preached. And listen, it's not just being preached by Oprah, it's being preached by megachurches, big time. It's being preached by people who, who the devil has used to grab a, a large crowd. Are you following me? This is the, the I want you to know, yes, I'm mentioning megachurches. I want you to know that megachurches haven't always existed. They're new. There have been big churches, but this mega church thing, 15, 20, 25, 30, 40,000 people in a church is new, and it's not of God. I'm telling you, you don't have to say amen to me if you don't want to. It's not of God, and I'm going to show you why. Because God, the devil is using that platform to make it look like, hey, there's, there's, a, there's a million people there. It's gotta be God. It's got to be God. God's got to be in that. And he's getting a large crowd of people who are, the church is a mile wide and an inch deep. They don't have any understanding of the word of God. It's all hype. It's one service a week. It's a crowd of people. And they don't get into these things. And so these little things that are very important to our faith get passed over. Because there's a crowd, and the music sounds good, and there's lights, and they're famous, and everybody loves them. So it must be God. Write this down if you're taking notes. Not everything that shines is gold. There's a great deception happening right now, and the devil is not just using the world. He's using the church. Say amen or woe is me. Watch this. Whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. I'm just reading the scriptures. That's pretty straightforward. That means you can't say, I love God, but I don't believe Jesus is the only way to heaven. You can't say both things. He says, if you do that, you're not in the truth. But watch this. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. That means the Trinity. Okay? If you don't believe in God, and I know we do. I'm just telling you what you've got to hold on to. You, if you don't believe in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, that's the spirit of the Antichrist. Can't be one without the other. He says, he who believes in God the Father and the Son, meaning you cannot leave Jesus out. Okay? If anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, do not receive him into your house nor greet him. That means do not affiliate with that person. That means don't put your name with that person. I'm doing an event with this person. That's bringing them into your house. Don't put flyers out with your name and their name when they publicly profess that Jesus Christ is not the only way to heaven. How many are following me? You don't do that. You don't do that. The scripture's warning us of that. He's saying, don't do that. And so if you do that, you open up the floodgates of damnation on your life because you're saying, you know what? I believe this, but I'm going I'm to, if God says don't fellowship with unbelievers, how much less should we fellowship with people who preach against what we believe? It's one thing to hang out with a sinner. It's another thing to hang out with somebody who blatantly does not believe what the Bible says and is doing everything they can in their power 
They're not going to just come. Listen, you've got to understand, these people aren't just going to come out and say, hey, I'm the Antichrist. I got the spirit of the Antichrist. I was telling Dylan this a little while ago. You can't win somebody over if you don't look like you're right first. The devil, can't, the devil didn't just sneak up and scare. You've got to remember, the devil didn't scare Adam and Eve into eating the fruit. He didn't say, boo, and they ate it out of fear. He deceived them. He made it look like what they were being told was not the truth. And so there's, how many know that a little bit of truth with a, with a truth with a little bit of lie is a lie? It has to be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So go over to 2 John, one chapter back now, and I'll show you what I really want you to see. Second chapter of John. We're in the second chapter of John. First chapter of John. It might have been a trick. See, I'm deceiving you. First John, chapter 2, verse 18. Say amen if you're there. Little children, it is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming. Watch this. Now we know, stop for one second, we know there's going to be an ultimate one antichrist who's going to be the world leader, who is going to be, for many people, the Messiah that they missed. Someone's going to come on the scene, and let me just throw this in real quick. This is very important. We're there. I'm not saying any of this to scare you. It's just a fact. Our economy is bound to fall. I'm talking about the world's economy. God, God can take the church wherever God wants to take the church. The world's economy, the United States economy, you don't have to be too smart to realize it's going down. It's about to implode. We're $17 trillion now in debt. Okay? We owe China half of, the, of, of our country. We, they own us. We need, I've joked about that before. We need to start, start learning Mandarin. You're going to think about hanging around and don't want to go in the rapture. You might want to get some Mandarin in you, not Chinese food, amen? Learn the language. They own us. We owe them all kinds of money. And not only do we already owe them all kinds of money, we keep borrowing money from them over and over again. That's why the debt keeps growing. And not only do we owe them money, now, besides that, we are sending all of our work to China. And we're buying everything from China. So we just keep on funding them so they can build up a nice, strong military. We're doing all that. Smart United States, aren't we? Why? Because we've gotten away from who we were. The economy is going to implode. You know what's going to happen? If the economy doesn't fall, how will the Antichrist rise? There will be no better way for the Antichrist to rise up than to come on the scene with a plan to fix the economy. Are you following me? How will he fix the economy? One world economy. One world government. One world church. When he has the answer for everybody's problems, they will have to be part of his church. Oh, how could somebody ever be made that? We're already seeing that right now. Okay? There's a religion that's real militant about what they believe. If you don't believe what they believe, they just kill you. That's what's going to happen. That's going to lead in to the mark of the beast. You don't have the mark of the beast, you die. Okay? That's not part of the message, but I'm just telling you, that Antichrist is the one Antichrist that is going to come. I believe he's alive right now. I believe he's not very far from stepping onto the scene. Now, whether that be a day or ten years, it's not far. I believe he's alive. He's on the earth, and he may or may not know who he is, whether he's the Antichrist. But God, the devil's going to use him. But watch this. We know that one, how many got that? That one Antichrist is coming, okay? But watch what he says here. Besides the one Antichrist that's coming, he says the Antichrist is coming, but look, he says, even now many Antichrists have come. 
So we know the ultimate Antichrist is coming to deceive, but right now he has little Antichrists that are being used for him to set things up. What greater deception could the enemy use than God's own church? It's all right that you're not amen to me. I know this is a really strong thought. What greater deception could the enemy use than the church? Right? Because we know that Satan did not come with the two horns up. The Bible says he came as an angel of light. So he's going to come in. He can't deceive somebody unless they believe the truth. But what now is going on, and this is, it, we shouldn't be really surprised because he warned us about it. He's sitting here warning us through his word that when these things begin to happen, look up. Amen. Many antichrists have come by which we know that it is the last hour. We're there. Some people go, you know, you know what we like to do sometimes as believers, and I've been where you're at. We like to do out of sight, out of mind. Man, I shouldn't have came tonight. If I wouldn't have heard this message, I wouldn't have to worry about it. I wouldn't have to think about it. I'm glad you're here. You should be glad you're here. Because you don't want to be deceived in these last days. These are messages that need to be preached. And when current events are happening, we need to show them. And we need to say, look. Look what's happening. We, we do have an advantage today with media. We didn't have even 30, 40, 50 years ago where we can put stuff up immediately that happens. Right now it's going on. We can show it. Back in the day, in the Bible times, man, they had to walk and run and carriage and horse to get around and said, you hear? Today we got the advantage. Say, look what's going on right now. Look. Verse 19. They went out from us. Watch this. If they went out from us, what does that mean? That means they had to be believers. Right? Because he's talking to the church. He's talking to believers. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, follow this, they would have continued with us. That means preaching the truth. They would have abided in the doctrine of Christ. That's not happening right now. When I say mega churches, these churches, these large churches are preaching just enough. I want you to write this down. They're preaching just enough Jesus to satisfy the critics. I'm going to say that again. Some of you are going to get that. Some of you might take a few more minutes, let it sink in. They're saying just enough Jesus to satisfy those that would say they're not of God. But not too much Jesus where they would get their followers deceived. Did you get that? That means what we're reading here. It means that I can say Jesus, 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 and I can mention him all the time, but then I can go back later in another message, and I can say he's not the only way, though. There's, there's got to be, just like Oprah said, there's got to be more than one way to get to heaven. All these people in these other religions, they, they can't, God can't just send them to hell. God doesn't send people to hell. Amen. We reject Christ. He's the chief cornerstone. Amen. He is salvation. Period. Now, I'm going to get into more of this on Sunday, but watch. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that they may, may, might be made manifest that none of them were of us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. Keep watching with me, verse 21. I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know the truth, and that no lie is of the truth. Now watch verse 22. Who's a liar? But he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. He is Antichrist who denies the Father, and the Son. Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father either. He who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. Amen. Y'all with me? 
What does this mean? This means Jesus has to be, we have to be careful that we don't let Jesus be prostituted, changed, manipulated. We cannot let these ideologies or these thoughts or this manipulation come in to where we begin to be brainwashed by what we see and hear and forget that we have to hold on to the truth. Do you realize that the disciples died for this truth? They were martyred. They were beheaded. They were crucified upside down. They were killed because they said Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. You didn't write the Bible. I didn't write the Bible. We didn't make Jesus the one who's the only way to heaven. God did. And his word says it. And it doesn't matter how unpopular it gets. We have to stand on the word of God. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand. That's all right. If you get on the internet and you begin to look at these mega churches, big, big, big thousands and thousands and thousands of people, they've been interviewed, mostly by Larry King, Oprah herself, and other people on TV. And those people, it's really funny because those people will talk about the things they don't want to talk about. They'll get on there, and somewhere in the interview, they will say directly, is Jesus the only way to heaven? Will a homosexual go to hell? Is it okay this, and is it okay that? And they'll ask, they'll, they're not afraid to ask all the questions the church is afraid to answer. They ask it straight out and direct. And those men on TV, because they're on TV and because they're famous and because they're rich, say a little bit of the truth, but not the whole truth. And they have the spirit of the Antichrist. I can't believe we have to say that today, but it's the truth. Because that's what the Bible says. How many are with me? How many are understanding that when I'm saying that God, sorry, the devil is using preachers and churches, how many know that makes sense? Because he's not going to fool the church with the world. He's going to fool the church with the church. That's the only way. He, he, these people are being deceived. They're being pulled in. And this goes back a lot to what we've been thinking, to listening to about this series about fan or follower. Because what's happening today is that the gospel's being preached in a way that's easy to accept and swallowable and, and comfortable and, and nice and perfect and the road is easy and all these things are laid out that you know you don't really have to change and you can kind of do whatever you want and how many know I'm talking about they'll sugarcoat all this stuff and say it's okay and so that the gospel is being watered down so that these people will come in and have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof what does that mean that means that God is power his word is power his truth is power and if we deny what his word says, we don't have any power. Amen. You can't say, I believe this, but I don't believe that. I believe this verse, but I don't believe that verse. This verse suits me, but this verse really doesn't suit me. That's what the mega church does. They only talk about the ones that will get the crowd in. Have you ever noticed or listened to these preachers? They don't talk about sin. They don't talk about homosexuality. They don't talk about fornication. They don't talk about adultery. They don't talk about all the things that would offend somebody because they are keeping the crowd so that when this deception comes along, the crowd's still there. Jesus did not do that. When Jesus had a crowd, he pricked them with the word. Amen. He said the truth, and those that were of God stayed. The world wants to make, and now, church, it's not just the world. It's the church world. Wants to make the path to heaven wide when the Bible never said it was. Go with me to 2 Corinthians 11. I'm going to get into this just a little bit tonight and lead it into Sunday morning. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. You know, if I wanted to, I could just leave this alone, not even mess with it. 
I could just not talk about it. Say, I'll let it pass on by. Let someone else deal with it. But you can get, I don't care, really care what you think. I got to talk to God about this one day. Amen. And that's the problem with the preachers today is they're more worried about what the people think than what God thinks. People pleasers, man pleasers. That's what we got. Don't want to say anything that's, well, uh, uh, well, uh, 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 well, I, backtrack. You said, how many know when you're telling the truth all the time, you don't have to backtrack? But if you're covering up the truth with a lie, and then you can't remember what you said last time, if you just say the Bible says, you'll never get in trouble. Amen? What you, well, what would you say last time? I said the Bible said this. And the Bible's not going to change, praise God. It's going to say the same thing in six months that it says tonight. Thank God. It's the same Yes, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. This is such a serious thing that they wrote about it in the Bible. And if they wrote about it 2,000 years ago, maybe we could possibly be a little closer to what they're talking about than they were. Right? Paul is concerned. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. You realize this is 2,000 years ago, right? They didn't have any TVs yet. They didn't really have a mega church. The mega church didn't exist. What we're dealing with today isn't it didn't exist. 2 Corinthians 11. Say amen if you're there. Verse 1. Oh, that you would bear with me in a little folly, and indeed you do bear with me, for I am jealous for you with godly jealousy. For I have betrothed you to one husband. I have given you to one husband that I may present you as a virgin to Christ. But I fear, verse 3, lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Come on, it's Wednesday, and I know you're tired and you're focused on something else. I need you to listen to this. I need you to focus. It's, it, it, it always cracks me up how the devil works. Put a little yawn in, a little tickle, have someone talk to you, miss, just miss one little thing, or not get here. I'm always, surprised, I'm always not surprised, I should say, how the devil fights people to get here when a message like this wants to be preached. Amen? It's amazing. But I fear, lest somehow as the serpent deceived by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. I'm going to talk to you elementary people like me tonight. Simplicity means Jesus Christ was God, came down to the earth, lived a perfect life in a human body, died on the cross for our sins, Paid a debt we could not pay. Died for us while we were yet sinners, not when we got good. Paid the price of all humanity, then rose from the dead so that death could be conquered. Then went up to heaven to intercede for us till he comes back to get us again. That's the simplicity of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that the simplicity of Jesus Christ is the only way to get to heaven, to the Father, is through Jesus. Not works, not being good, not money, not many paths, not two or three, not four or five, not even two, one. And the world will tell you that's closed-minded. We can't be, Oprah said, there can't be, there can't be just one path. That means Oprah's wiser than God. She's smarter than God. How many know that in the end, God's word is going to reign supreme? Whether we understood it, wanted to understand it, wanted to believe it or not, his word is going to reign. Amen? There's not going to be anything where oh, I don't understand. He's saying that we're trying to make this difficult. They're trying to rob people of the simplicity of the gospel. Is what I just told you hard to understand? Right? It's not. We were dying. We were bound for hell. Someone came and took our pay, price, paid it for us, and that's it. 
There's nothing else to add to that. If you really think about it, if there was more than one way, that would be difficult. Did you hear that? How would we know which one was the way? If there was two or three, how fair would that be? Come on, really think about that for a second. Because a lot of times we like, to think, we like to think on the other side. Well, that's not fair that it would just be one way. What if that one person, at least God is open and honest and straightforward in his word and says, this is my path. This whole many paths lead to God is too general and too open. And how are we supposed to know which one it is? And what if I missed it? What if I think this is it and I miss it? At least God says in his word, I'm the door. I'm the door. I'm the door. He's real straightforward and real honest and says, I'm the door. You have to come in through me. I like that. I like that he's being honest with me. Amen? And then he goes, watch this. Verse 3 again. For fear, I fear lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he who comes, watch this, preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached, hold your finger there, another Jesus would be Jesus' name with anything else added to it or taken away from it than what the Bible says. That's where the, that's where the, the deception's coming in. Just enough Jesus to quiet the critics. Just enough. But not too much to where people couldn't say, so, so the th people that are being deceived would not stop following. I hope you got that now after several times that I've said it. Just enough Jesus to say, well, they're, they're talking about Jesus. This is good. Okay, we're in the right place but not too much Jesus, meaning, well, Jesus can't be the only way. There's got to be another way, whether it's works or, or there's a second path or a third path or, or whatever it is. We add to that anything other than that is not God. Whom we have preached, or if you receive a different spirit from which you have not received, watch this, or a different gospel which you have not accepted, you may well put up with it. He says, I'm worried. And I'm going to tell you, I'm not necessarily worried about our church tonight. I'm not saying it for that reason. I'm just preaching it because it's going on in the world. I want to make sure you know what's going on, what's being preached, what's being said. But he was really concerned at this time, 2,000 years ago, about the church. And he's addressing the Corinthians. And he's saying, I'm afraid that the, sim the simple gospel that has gotten to you is going to be changed and deceived. And we know that that happened. How many religions, think about this, how many religions have been started since Jesus' death? A lot. A lot. Some way back, like like the Koran that was written about 700, right, Brad, 700 years after? 700 years after Jesus. And then some like the Mormons just in the last 200 years. God knew what he was doing. He knew that along the way, something would be added or taken away from the path. There is a path to God. A path. One path. Let the world call you single-minded all you want. You did not write the book. We're in this, you know, did you know that today, I'm, again, I'm not going to say the name, this doesn't even matter. If you have any questions today about the people I'm talking about, I can tell you individually. It, it doesn't do any good for me to just blast names. It doesn't even matter, except for the fact that I hope you're, you're being careful who you're listening to. That's the problem. That's the problem. Because I know that the, the, the hunger that we have for the word is that we're listening to sermons online, we're listening to sermons on the radio, we're w watching sermons on TV, and that's good because you're trying to be fed. But the problem is you have to be very careful with what you're listening to because of exactly what I'm saying. Well, how do you know we're telling the truth? Because we're reading it right out the Bible. 
Amen? We're trying to stay in the Bible. That's what we're doing. We're, we're being straightforward, and we're, that's what we're holding on to. There's no manipulation here. There's no, there's no other gospel being tried to be preached, but that spirit of the Antichrist is coming in, and that spirit can come into this church. If we don't guard the Word of God, it can come into any church. I don't think that these big mega preachers, I don't think, I don't know, I don't think these mega preachers just planned on being puppets of the devil. I don't think that was their intention. But how many know that a lot of stuff starts off good? Right? How many have ever made a mistake? Let me see your hand real quick. Okay? You made the mistake. How many of you, watch this, planned on making that mistake when you did it? No. We don't plan on making the mistake. We make a mistake. We start off with good intentions. I've heard Pastor Jones say many times, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. People trying to do right. People trying to be good. But the Bible says we can't be good. No, no one is good. Chris Clock said that Sunday morning. None of us is good. Only Jesus. Amen? So if we don't line up with Jesus and his word, and his plan, and his doctrine, everything else is quicksand. Everything else is sinking ground. We cannot do anything else but believe on Jesus Christ and him crucified, and that's it. That's the simple gospel. You cannot add, and you cannot take away. But did you know today, there's a man who used to be a very famous preacher, very famous. I said your name, many of you know who he is, but today he has lost his mind and is preaching a gospel called the gospel of inclusionism. The gospel of inclusionism. That means everybody is going to heaven. That Jesus Christ died for everyone, correct. And because Christ died for everyone, correct. Everyone's sin is forgiven, correct, when they accept Jesus Christ. But he doesn't preach that part. He preaches that because Jesus died for all sin and all men, and it's his will that all be saved, all will go to heaven. Some of you in here know who I'm talking about. And it's called the gospel of inclusionism. These people start off preaching the truth, and then as they begin to grow, and at the time God begins to bless them, they begin to believe, kind of like the devil did, that there's somebody. Because you know, you know whose fault that is? The church. Y'all paying attention? The church puffs them up. Makes them out to be more than what they are, which is a human being being used by God. And they begin to believe what they're hearing. They begin to believe the lies. They begin to believe the deceptions. They begin to believe all these things that are being said by the, by the devil and, or by, by the church, by the Christians, by the people puffing them up. And somewhere along the line, they, use some, they lose something called H-U-M-I-L-I-T-Y. Humility. Some of you are... Let me tell you some words, if you're taking notes, that don't exist too much now in the church or in preachers or in servants of God in these places that are preaching the false doctrine or have the spirit of the Antichrist. Humility. Brokenness. Repentance. Repentance. Sacrifice. Holiness. Purity of heart, unselfishness. Those words aren't being preached in a lot of messages. The, the words that are being preached is health and prosperity and you can be better and you can be the best and you can be rich and you can do this and you don't have to do anything. It's all done. Nothing on us. It's all, it's all sound good. It's all whatever I want to hear. Whatever that itching ear, the Bible calls it, needs to hear that night, I'm going to give it to you. 
Can you imagine if I got up to preach and instead of preaching what the Lord's telling me to preach, I preach what I know you need to hear? What you want to hear? What your flesh wants? What your flesh needs? Sometimes our flesh needs an uplifting message. And hey, that, that, thank God for those messages. But guess what? I just said our flesh needs. Your flesh is always going to need an uplifting message. But your spirit doesn't always need an uplifting message. Your spirit needs the truth. Because your spirit needs to be fed just like your body does. And if your body's being fed sugar all the time, you're not going to be healthy. You need meat. You need vegetables. Amen. And that's why we need the full gospel of God. We need the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Amen. I'm going to close with this. Write this down. There are not many paths to God. There is one. I'm going to read it to you. Acts chapter 4, verse 12. Now there is salvation in many paths. Is that what it says? Acts 4, 12. I don't hear any pages turning, so I'll just believe that you're attentively listening. Now there is See, that's the problem. I'm not trying to beat a dead horse. That's why you bring your Bible to church. You got a whole lot of people today sitting in a church, never bring their Bible. And the guy's up there preaching, and they're going, amen, yeah, praise God. Just like when I told you, you go Mark 17, say amen when you're there. And you get there, you say amen, there is no Mark 17. Are you following me? We're sitting back just, yeah, amen, that sounds good. It's a, there's a bunch of people here, and he's a pastor. It's got to be true. I just read a verse. I just read a word. No one said anything. I'm sure you were deep in thought. But I said that there is salvation in many paths. That's not what the Bible says. But how many understand that I could have just said that, and because no one brings their Bible, no one studies the Scriptures, everybody's a bunch of zombies in the mega church, and they're just coming to get their fix. They don't really know what the Bible says. Or line it up with what the preacher's saying. I'm going to get what I'm saying. We've got to study to show ourselves approved. We've got to be in the Word. You're in trouble if you're just opening up that Bible when you come to church. Come on, let that sink in. You better be opening that thing up at the house. You better be doing some devotional. You're in trouble if you only pray when you come to church. Come on. I talked to God last Sunday. Try working your marriage out like that. There is salvation in no other name. Watch this. For there is no other name under heaven given among men which by we must be saved. There is no other name but the name of Jesus. Amen? And when Peter preached that, you can close your Bibles, when Peter preached that, he was preaching that to a multitude of people from all over the world. Just like, think about that, just like these, these people who get on TV and the whole world's watching, there was a lot of people at that place when he preached that. He was not afraid to say, there is no other name under heaven in by which we can be saved. He could have been stoned right there. He could have been beaten right there. He was, just not then, later, next chapter. But he was not afraid to say it because he knew that it was God's word. Church, listen, if you don't get anything else out of this message, would you please get that you must say, what the Bible says. You cannot go wrong. Even if you don't understand it sometimes. Even if it doesn't make sense. There are some things that are not going to make sense. You, you can look at that fan right there and wonder how it's turning. And we know it's turning because of electricity. But there's a whole lot of stuff going on in there besides the electricity that's running through it to make that fan work. I don't have to understand exactly how that thing's working. I just know it's working. 
I don't understand everything about God. There's mysteries we're never going to understand until we stand before him. But he gave us in the word what we need. Period. And our moral standard is based off of that Bible. And as we get closer to the return of Christ, listen to me, I'm telling you, this is going to be more and more prominent. And you're going to see more and more religions and churches and pastors and people begin to wash, water wash and dry, wash down and dilute the truth so that the world will accept it. And that's going to lead right in to when the Antichrist rises up and says, hey, we're all, we're all together anyways. Let's just call this one religion because that's going to keep being believed that there can't be just one way. But what's funny is, listen to this. Here's what's funny. Not really funny, but funny. Ironic. They don't believe there's one way. But when the tribulation happens and we're gone, they're going to become one church. Isn't that interesting? They don't believe there's one way, but they're going to become one church. God is bigger than we are just trust his word amen musicians you can come father i pray you help me get out what you've put in my spirit tonight lord we thank you for your word tonight lord i'm not going to read father off of people's faces or emotions tonight because i know your word is what changes lives lord i'm not looking for approval tonight i'm looking to, true, to tell the truth tonight about your word. God, I'm looking to help our church know what to watch for. Because I don't want anybody in this place to be deceived. I don't want to be deceived. And Lord, we can recognize, we can know. Your word says we will know them by their fruits. The Bible says test the spirits. Your word says not every spirit is of you. And God, tonight we ask that you would lead us that you would guide us, that you would show us, Father, what your plan is and what your will is for our lives, God. With every head bowed and every eye closed all across this place, let me tell you something. You don't have to worry. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be scared. This is not a scare message. This is a message for you to be wise, for you to be advised for you to be full of the word of God so that you will rightfully divide the truth and not be caught up in a deception or a spirit of the Antichrist the devil hates the truth he loves a little bit of truth but he hates the truth he's been he's been corrupting the truth ever since the Garden of Eden Think about that tonight. The devil had to have some truth to deceive them. He used the truth to deceive Adam and Eve. He would not have been able to deceive them with a full lie. He deceived them with a little bit of truth. Be careful tonight that you believe what the Bible says. The full gospel. Genesis to Revelation. And be careful to understand tonight Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is the simple gospel.